Welcome back to Fund Your Future with DRS. Today, we're excited to talk about a new savings option that will become available to DCP customers this fall. Starting October 1st, the DCP, or Deferred Compensation Program, will have a Roth option. And we have Catherine here today who works at DRS and as an education and outreach representative. So, Catherine, we're excited to have you to talk about this Roth option. Thank you. I am excited to talk about Roth. <laughs> I train public employees both in the field and online, and I have received a lot of positive response. Yesterday I was in Lewis County giving individual appointments, and many people different ages were asking about Roth, even about opening up a deferred comp account just to invest in Roth. Oh, awesome. So tell us a little bit about what is Roth? Why are people so excited about this? Well, I think it's very exciting uh, because it gives a second way to save. It's an option within deferred comp. Up until October, the only way we have been saving and will be saving up until October through deferred comp is pre-tax. That means the money that is automatically taken out of our income reduces our adjustable gross income, so we are not paying as much tax on it. And that's a wonderful thing. I mean, tax time comes around and it's like, wow, that's great. Yeah. This is different insofar as the money will come out automatically from your pay, but it will not reduce your adjustable gross income. In other words, you will be paying tax uh, for the year that you contributed the money. Yeah. I like to kind of think of it in a way as like how I put money into my savings account now. I'm getting my paycheck from my place of work, which I've already you know paid taxes on, and then I'm going depositing this elsewhere. But now it's all rolled in. Yes, and not only that, it's not going to be put like putting money in the bank or credit union because most likely you're going to make a lot more money on yes. it. And the amount of money that you can put in. But I, I we can talk about that later. I'm just <laughs> excited about it. Did you know that the 457B, which actually came about in November of 1978, didn't have the option to ha offer a Roth until January of 2011? And members, pension members, through DRS have been very excited about the Roth, and so we've wanted to add it for a while, and finally it was approved by the legislature, and so we're able to offer it. So we're very excited. I know one of the things that people have gotten a little bit confused about when we've started to talk about this option is that some folks are very familiar with Roth IRAs. Yes. And so they think, oh, the state's going to offer a Roth IRA. and this is not, IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account, which means it's something you're doing on your own, something kind of through a private investment option. And as, as you said, Catherine, this is part of the 457 program, the Deferred Compensation Program. This is a different way to save within that program. So you want, you want to talk a little bit about the difference between a, a Roth IRA and DCP? There's one huge difference, yeah. and that is how much you can save. If you are in a uh, Roth IRA, I believe the annual limit this year is like 6500 If you're 49 years of age and under, I believe yeah. 7000 maybe it's a little bit more, seven five. I, I haven't checked for this year, for a Roth IRA if you're 50 or older. And that's nice. But with a 457B, if you are 49 and under, you can put in up to 22500 this year. Yeah. And if you are 50 or older, 
$30,000. Now, this money has to come from your compensation. I know I get asked this all the time. Hey, I just have this extra money. Can I put it in? No. You can live on that extra money (laughs) (laughs) and defer more of your paycheck Mm -hmm. to your DCP. But, I mean, the, the amount that you can save is significantly higher. I think the other good thing for people to keep in mind if they're thinking about the the Roth IRA or the the deferred compensation for IRAs, there are certain income limits. Like if you make over a certain amount of money, you can't actually participate in a Roth IRA. So maybe somebody had previously looked into starting a Roth IRA and said, oh, I, I can't do that. But for for the deferred compensation Roth option, as long as you can participate in DCP, you can participate in the Roth option. So it's a good thing to uh, maybe revisit if you're interested in saving in those after-tax Roth dollars. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about the taxes. I always like to think about it with the winning the lottery example. I really like these Roth options because I am paying the taxes now, so I don't have to pay the taxes later when I'm taking out this money in retirement. So the lottery example, you know, so if you win a million dollars, you're still gonna have to pay taxes on those lottery earnings. And so it's kind of that forward thinking of, okay, I'm putting this money in now. I've already paid the taxes on the money, so I don't have to pay the taxes. I can just, it's like winning the lottery when I when I take out my DCP earnings. And you get the full million dollars instead, yeah. instead of $500,000 after taxes or something. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't ever heard that example, but I, I like thinking about it as far as if you look at your account balance, you, you actually know exactly how much money's in there. That's you, true. You, you know, I've got $500,000 or $50,000. I, I don't have to worry about, well, how much is tax withholding going to be if I take this out in one year, if I take this out 10 years from now? Do I need to spread it out or, or can I take it all out at one time? So it, it's maybe a, a way to see exactly how much money you have in the account. And there are some people who it is better for them to pay taxes now while they are working because they have discretionary income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas with other folks, this is a tight time. They may have kids, they may have other expenses and really not have much discretionary income beyond that. And it makes more sense for them to pay it later. Roth is not better than pre-tax. Yeah, of of course. Like you said, there are various reasons why people choose one option or the other, but it is just nice to have those options. Well, what's even nicer is that you can do both. Yeah, that's true save through Roth, you can save through pre-tax. Pre-tax would lower your adjustable gross income. You're going to be paying less in taxes now. Also, something nice about that is if you want to purchase a plan annuity, you can use pre-tax dollars, whereas you cannot use Roth dollars to purchase a plan annuity at retirement. That's a good point. Yeah, one of our coworkers describes this as tax diversification. When you're retired, you have different buckets of money to pull from. And so depending on how you want to pay taxes or need to pay taxes, you can pull from these different buckets of money to kind of, I don't want to say like game or, or trick the system, but but you can adjust what your taxable income looks like by pulling out of those different buckets. So if you get an inheritance and you've got this big increase in your income, uh, maybe you're going to not need to pull out of your taxable income because you don't want your income to be even higher. Um, yeah, it, it just gives you more flexibility, I think, if you have those two buckets. Of money. It certainly does. And some folks will actually 
be receiving more or have more income in retirement. Some will have less. Some, I think of the scenario of the person who retires in their mid-60s but defers their Social Security till 70, let's say, because they're going to make more money from Social Security. And this, by the way, is a strategy that the Social Security Administration has been pushing particularly for women. And so I think about this season, if, if you leave and there is a window where you don't have as high of an income in retirement, that might be a great time to convert funds mm. from pre-tax into Roth for the future. And I've heard this commented by some members. They are very unsure what the taxes are going to be in the future, what their taxes are going to be. They're younger, they don't know how much they're going to be making in the future. They're fearful that Social Security is not going to be around. They're particularly drawn to an account where it's all theirs. What they have in it, it, what it has earned, it's all theirs. Now there are some requirements for it being yours. The money has to be in there five years from the date of the first contribution to the Roth, Mm -hmm. and you cannot withdraw it prior to 59 and a half if you want the earnings to be tax-free. Yeah, that's definitely a key distinction that we try to remind people of. Catherine, you also mentioned in in your earlier comments about converting money. I've been saving in DCP for a really long time, and I've got this account balance of all pre-tax money. And now I'm interested in converting some of that money over to the Roth type of money in the account. Could you just talk a little bit about what that process looks like and what people might need to take into consideration if they're interested in doing that? Good question. Yes, that's a very important thing to consider. Certainly you want to be mindful that that five-year clock starts when you put your first contribution into Roth. So a lot of people may be drawn to start it this year in the fall because 2023, then you'd have five years out. But you also need to remember that this is not a withdrawal. We cannot withhold taxes for you. Mm -hmm. When you convert dollars, you have to have another source of funds to pay for those taxes. So imagine this, you make a certain amount of money this year. If you convert $100,000, from your pre-tax account, your total tax bill will be based on the amount of money you make from your employer and that $100,000. You're gonna be paying a boatload of taxes. So that's something to consider. And we can't withhold for it because it's a conversion, not a withdrawal. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things I'm a little bit nervous in this process because I know there are some people that are really excited about Roth. And if you have, as you said, $100,000 in there and you, you currently make $50,000 in your job, if you convert all of that money, your income is going to show as $150,000 the next year. You're going to have a lot of taxes that you're going to owe. And maybe somebody's been saving for that and, and they have that money in their bank account and they can pay the taxes on it. Great. That's that's part of their plan. But it, it's just something we really want to make sure people are aware of that if you are converting money that's like you got paid the money and you're gonna owe taxes on it all the the following year. Well, the nice thing is that you do not have to convert the entire amount. If you want to convert something, great, you can convert the entire amount if you have another source of money for for that tax, (laughs) but you could potentially convert a smaller amount and maybe do so later on. It 
it's not one and done. Yeah, you, you gave a, a great example of, of somebody converting later on in their life, or you could do it, uh, you could convert a little bit every year and, and kind of slowly move the money over to Roth. If, once again, if that's what you wanna do, some people wanna keep all of that money in pre-tax, um, and there's no need for them to worry about doing any sort of conversion. But you've got flexibility, and that, that's, I think, one of the things we want to make sure people are aware. Yeah, I thought of one other thing. The investment options are going to be the same. Oh, yeah. Whether you're in pre-tax money or Roth money, so it's the same investment options for people who are in DCP. And that's just maybe something to, to keep in mind. I think we have good investment options, and, and sometimes people want to invest in other things. And that's where, if you have a Roth IRA or some other investment account, that you, you can go out and do that in other investment vehicles. But the DCP has specific investments that are going to be true for either if you're putting the money in pre-tax or after tax. True. So you were saying you can choose your investments. Is that only if you're in plan three? No. Okay. So if I'm in plan two... I can open a Roth account and I can still choose those. Well, there are pre-selected investments, pre-selected by the Washington State Investment Board, which, I mean, they've done a bang-up job. Heck, 75% of what is paid out (laughs) to retirees comes from their earnings. They know what they're doing. And they have pre-selected seven different funds that they call Build and Monitor, where you can, as a member, can create your own portfolio. And they range, these funds range from less risk to more risk, less return to more return. But if you do a Build and Monitor scenario, you are responsible for diversification of the funds. You are responsible to rebalance when the market fluctuates and to adjust as you age. There are people who watch the stock market and prefer to manage their own funds. Yeah. That's one option. Then there's the target funds. The generic term is target funds. In Washington State, we call them retirement strategy funds. Each of these funds is a mix of stocks and bonds that's automatically diversified, automatically adjusted as you age and rebalanced as the market fluctuates. So. Those are the investments that you can choose from. Yeah, so the investment lineup is the same for for, for DCP members. And you still have those options of, okay, if I want to choose my own investments, I can do that. Or if I want to have my investments managed for me. In one of those target date funds, yeah. What I love about DCP, yeah, I'm not a financial advisor, but I love it because it is so easy to access. Yes, If you have signed up for your online account page, which everybody should do, there's going to be a link on that page and you can just link over to your DCP page, see your balance, you can change your contribution rate, you can stop your contribution rate, you can start it up again, you can change your investments. There's a call-in feature, there's a live chat feature. It's accessible, it's easy. Yeah. And I say this as someone who went through her credit union to open up a Roth IRA. That wasn't easy. And what I get in the mail from them is not easy to understand, to Mm -hmm. read. But this is, it's easy, it's accessible. I really like it. I think one other thing we wanted to make sure we plugged, and and Catherine, you talked a little bit about this already, um, but part of what you do in your day job is educate DRS customers on all things about their retirement. We produce a lot of videos and webinars for education of our customers about retirement in general, about their pension information, 
but also a lot of information about the Deferred Compensation Program. And we're, and we're doing a lot of education over the next couple of weeks and months and really through the rest of 2023 and probably into 2024 about Roth specifically because it's new. So we want to make sure people are taking advantage of that and going and watching you and your colleagues present and answer questions when people have uh, additional questions about Roth because we know this is a new feature for folks and so it might not be something they're aware of. Kind of just to reiterate, so coming in October, we're going to have lots of webinars for specific age groups too, which I like. Early career or if you're near retirement, you can attend a webinar that's specifically for the, how. what are my Roth options well, for this. I think what's even better is you can just sit in on a DCP training because the Roth component has been incorporated into it. If you want to sign up for email notification of that, you can do that today. Go to our website, drs.wa.gov. It's easy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think the other thing that we should say is just because people can listen to a podcast whenever that, that you know you might listen to this podcast in 2026. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's always webinars and videos and educational resources available on our website. They can go out and view a live webinar and ask Q and A sort of questions, or they can watch a recorded video at three in the morning because that's <laughs> you know if they can't sleep and listening about retirement maybe helps you sleep. So this is a question that I have heard, and people are interested in rolling over funds oh, yeah. from other accounts. And whereas, yes, if you had a Roth 457B with another organization or a Roth 401k with another organization, it could be rolled over into the new Roth, the DCP Roth. However, a Roth IRA cannot be rolled over into DCP Roth, and that is an IRS restriction. So I just wanted to mention that that was the thing I thought of first. Oh, great. I can now roll over this irritating <laughs> Roth IRA. And, and no, <laughs> the answer is no, you cannot. Yeah. However, if you have another type of Roth, like a 401k Roth, a 403b Roth, a 457b Roth, maybe you were working out of state for a public employer and they had one, you could roll it over into the DRS DCP Roth once you open your account. Okay. Yeah. So really the key word is individual. So the IRA, individual retirement account, it is individual to me, always has to be just separate. (laughs) It's it's yours and and managed by you. Yeah. Or whichever company that I'm using to manage that. I think, Catherine, you made a good point and you mentioned this earlier as well, that Roth features within retirement plans have been around for a while now. And so it is becoming much more common. And so folks might have some of these other accounts spread out across multiple employers. And I think there is always this question of, should I consolidate my funds into fewer accounts? It's definitely something to consider and, and look to see what you can do and what maybe the IRS doesn't allow you to do. Another question that might come up frequently is, if I already have a Roth IRA account within a, a private company, mm-hmm. Am I also allowed to open up a Roth 457 with DCP? Well, yes. If you have a 457B Roth, you're asking? Yeah. Yes, you can. An IRA is separate than a 457B. So basically, I'll end up with two Roth accounts. You can max out that account 
and max out your 457B. You can also have a 403B, a maximum contribution on one type of product like a IRA or a 403B does not affect your contribution to your 457. Now, with that being said, you need to be aware that if you have two 457B accounts, you have one maximum. The employee needs to monitor to make sure that they do not contribute more than the annual maximum between the two accounts. Hmm. But that's when it is the same type of an account. So Jenny, your question's great because it's a question we've heard a lot already when we've been doing this education is that people say, oh, I, I already have a Roth IRA. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna contribute to DCP because of that. Yeah. Well, well, if you're already contributing the max, the six thousand or sixty five hundred dollars, and you want to contribute more, great, start a DCP Roth option, and then you can contribute even more. I actually heard a story once about a, a teacher who was maxing out their four five seven and their four zero three b. Wow. And wow. yeah, so they, they had access to these multiple different types of retirement vehicles, and they were saving in all of them. And so it's sometimes I think people in public employment don't realize they have some of these advantages to to save in multiple vehicles, some through your employer and some through kind of the private sector. So. And I will throw this in right now because the time of year, school employees in particular seem to be unaware of this savings option, the 457B, whereas Mm -hmm. many school employees will have heard of a 403B. They will not be aware of what a 457B is, Mm -hmm. and it can be a, a great saving vehicle. And don't get me started. I can get on a soapbox really quickly (laughs) to talk about how wonderful A457B is in comparison with a 403B or something else. So it's important to learn what is available to you. Yeah. And I think to your point, your savings is compounded with compound interest. And it's not just like a normal savings account. This is being invested smartly so that you can maximize on those retirement contributions. Yes. The other day someone said, well, when you're in the market, it just goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, Yes, it does go up and down, up and down. But historically, it has gone up more than it has gone down. And instead of being a flat up and down, up and down, it's a one on an incline. Yeah. And so that is why you got to be in the market if you're going to make money in a savings vehicle. Putting money in a financial institution like a bank, that's good. You should have an emergency fund, right? Yeah. It's always good to save for projects around the house, other things like that. But the amount that you're going to earn, it may keep up with inflation. It may not. Yeah, it's something, yeah. something we've talked about a number of times about building wealth. Is, yeah. is really what you're talking about here. And sometimes thinking about that versus savings, really you're trying to build yeah. well for the distant future for some folks and sometimes more in the immediate future with, with retirement pending. For those folks who are close to retirement, such as yours truly, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty close to it, it's important to remember that people are living longer, mm-hmm. yeah. longer than they ever used to live. And the truth is we might not need all of our money for the moment we retire. We certainly will need it when we're significantly older and our health starts going downhill. There could be a 20 to 30 year span between retiring and passing. And so it's another good reason to look at a 457B and perhaps a Roth in particular for those future years. That's great. 
Thanks, Catherine. Oh, it's been fun. Yeah, so and again, for more information, you can go to drs.wa.gov slash DCP to learn more about Roth and pre-tax options. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? Send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.